welcome to or welcome back to total spot fest this is jj brownlee that is jamie faulkner we're coming back at you with another one of your regularly scheduled programs we got a lot of wrestling to go over we had our post thanksgiving dynamite last night ups and downs we're going to get all into it we also got a lot of wrestling to prepare for this weekend because uh pay-per-views plenty we got nxt 2.0 no more takeover in the titles war games coming up here war games yeah yeah i had to set jamie up for that uh we got war games we also got triple a they finalized their triple mania regina card i'm probably saying that wrong regina regina regular i'm i apologize but regina well, I, I, well, I, don't, I think it's, I, I think I'm totally getting it wrong because that's actually a city in Canada, it's in Saskatoon. So, triple mania, yeah. triple mania card finalized for this, this weekend, as well as some GCW stuff going on, some interesting things happening there. Um, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. If you are checking us out on YouTube, as we always say, you can just hit a comment down below if you want to join the conversation. Give us a like while you're down there if you want to hear hear more. Please tickle that subscribe button. I hate hate asking, but it does help us out quite a bit, like I always say. And if you want to just get in the conversation with us, otherwise, it's uh, through Twitter at Total Spot Fest is the best way to do that. Or you can always check us out on our website, TotalSpotFest.com. So, and, and, I mean, and tickle tickle the like button. Well, you can you can tickle it. You can you tickle it. You can you can play nice with it. You can, you can, you 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 can punch it in his face. You can do whatever you want to it. You know, I think I think it is the same same end result there. You you know, I mean, I I guess with, with so if you're saying that, I assume <laughs> I assume the like button might have a safe word. Well, I said tickle the subscribe button. I think the like button is a static figure. You think so? I mean, as far you think as like buttons it's... go, it's you know, because I don't do, the do like you... is the like's not really a button; it's an icon. Technically, if we want to get if we really want to split the hairs here. I mean, if you're saying tickle, punch, do whatever, you know, I feel like it has a safe word, and I feel like it's do host <laughs> host mish. All right. Well, go down there and verbally accost the subscribe button while you're hit, while you're there. Um, and if and, you can get it to say it's safe word, please let us know. <laughs> if you if, tweet us, if you find out what the the subscribe button on YouTube safe word is, uh, it's probably uh, uh, wave your privacy wave, wave wave your privacy policy. Who knows? I'm sorry, YouTube. <laughs> That's not what I meant to say. Um, all right. Well, we we had an interesting week thus far, Jamie, because we started off the week with a great interview with Chris Mowry from Journey Pro. Yeah, absolutely. Chris was a, a great interview. Um, you know, I, I don't want to say I don't want to rank him, you know, for interviews. But if I had to, he was definitely in the top five that we've had because I think we've had five. So that makes Ooh. it easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you're kind of you know, it's top five. So where does ooh not going to. We've had five interviews, so I understand, you but you're also not really okay. Well, it, it is what it is. There, where you rank on that? Well, he was it was a great time. He's definitely a journey pro guy, that's what I really liked about that. Total mark, totally tell. he fits into the family. He's definitely a part of the journey pro family, believes in the journey pro family. Um, was what I mean, we've all welcomed him, you know, with open arms, if you will. Um, 
No, I I like him. I like what he brings. He yeah. him and Hartzell, their new breath of fresh air to the to an already solid product between um, DJ and Walter just gets gets me titillated. Uh, it, yeah, yeah, titillation. All right. So if you haven't heard it already, go check it out. I'll put the little balloon up over here so you guys can click on that. And you know, go check it out. That was a great little interview. He did not give any spoilers, no matter how much we tried. We always mm -hmm. well, let's try poking the bear. We did. We we you know you know DJ's like stonewalled. Walter, we can kind of crack a little bit. Chris was not forthright, so kudos to him. I mean, yeah, it is it is what it is, but yeah, I mean, especially like it's trying. his first it's his first interview as After his one of first the show as an owner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and of course, people are like, "Ooh, what do you got coming up next?" And of course, you want to say something, but he knows the game. It, it's it's appreciated. I mean, yeah. So go listen to the interview is a great time. We're we're trying to we're trying to lock down and trying to get heart soul so we can complete our own grand slam of journey pro owner interviews uh man's busy as shit he's all he does like he has like 18 jobs you know he does he's everything so um yeah. but we're, we're we're trying to work that out we're also trying to just do more interviews in general i know jamie and myself both mm -hmm. really like it we seem to get good response from everybody when we do the interviews and since moving to this once weekly um podcast even though i know we, we've had pay-per-view specials because of tuesday i know basically know. since we said it we've still got on Monday, we, on most tuesday. more than more than that but but real so the reality is we're, we're our our plan is you know to have just once weekly do our podcast and then uh, separately on tuesdays what well, used to be the other you know just have just interviews that we'll release out so we're working on that we'll hope to get a lot more to you here before the end of the year and in the beginning of 22 so be on the lookout for that uh stay tuned as well we hope that this weekend there's going to be formal announcements and stuff out there as far as ticketing goes because december 17th is die hard 2 is also a christmas movie the next show and so tickets are going to be on sale through journeyprokc.com. Uh, it is at Blip Roasters, and I believe they're not having a show in January. So, um, yeah, that's what they're saying. Like, because January the plan is, hard is right now. Yeah. So, so if you want to see some Journey Pro, that'll be the one for it. it's a week before Christmas. I think it's a great spot there because you know right before Christmas. So, um more info to come but if you want to just follow journey pro stuff go check out our interview good stuff so we'll get you more info as we get it along uh, i didn't want to talk about some of the pay-per-views like i mentioned they're coming up this weekend but before we do that let's recap what went on this past week as far as numbers jamie what you got for numbers so numbers wise basically if you were a wwe property uh you did well and if you weren't you did not <laughs> <laughs> but that also kind of a little, for the most part, kind of coincides with the holiday that was Thanksgiving in the United States. Mm -hmm. So uh, you're going to see one just absolutely get murdered, if you will. And you, can, you can guess that right now, but go ahead. Yeah. So Raw was up. Um, this, of course, was the right after Survivor Series show um, where Jamie got crowned as WWE champion. Uh, pay-per-view champion. Um, 
So the FWO has all four belts. Yes. yes. Anyway, numbers, um, numbers. Just keep moving. So, along. Oh yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so Raw did one point six nine nine million up from one point five eight five. So okay. over hundred thousand. So that's a pretty solid number. This was their Long Island show, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, Edge showed up, and then Edge called out AEW for like to the Miz, like, "Hey, other shows are talking about you." Blah, right. blah, blah. And they advertised. I think it was. I think it was a dark, but there was a dark match after. But they advertised to try and get any ticket sales possible. Uh, Roman Reigns was there too, and you know, yeah. doing whatever they can. I think. I think final tickets. Final tickets were around fifty two hundred. What they sold. AEW is up in the mid eights right now. And I read an interesting quote from uh, Sean Ross that uh, sources inside of, or many in the upper echelon sources, whatever, inside of WWE, believe that Tony Khan's buying up tickets. That's ego right there. No way, but he's better than us. Oh, it's got to be. He's he's, he's just buying those tickets because he's rich. Yeah. Hey, Vance, nothing's better than us. Nothing. Nothing, Vince. God. Sorry, right, I, I, I didn't mean to put you in such a sour mood so early, but yes. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So going right into, hey, this is amazing. Um, NXT <laughs> 2.0 was up as well. So this was... This is from earlier uh, this week, right? Or are you talking about this is for the Thanksgiving week? Thanksgiving week. Thanksgiving week. Okay. Thanksgiving week. Um, they did a six twenty five up from five seventy four. Oh, okay. Well, that's good for them. Yeah. Um, AEW did go down, but uh, again, that's a travel day for a lot of people in the United States. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't want to obviously make that th- that an excuse because it's still like we all talked about. It was a great show. Um, they went down to 898, down from 984. So, I mean, it was a solid 90,000. Uh, 10%, but okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this, one's, this one's tough to say. On Thursday, Impact. On Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving night. Okay. Thanksgiving night. Terrible night to have a cable program. Impact was at 129. They went down to. 48. All time low. Yes. 48. It was Thanksgiving night. And you knew this if you watched it. It was one of my favorite episodes of the year, honestly, because they did Wrestle House 2. <laughs> so the whole thing was a scripted promo of a show. They had matches that were kind of. So Wrestle House was, was this like special that they did last year year and a half ago whatever it was uh centered around the rosemary's uh uh wedding story (laughs) and so this is kind of like the sequel to it so uh rosemary and decay they transport all these people to this random house where it's like a reality show that they're living in caleb with the k is there madison rain you got uh, Alicia Edwards, uh, Johnny Swinger and the Swingerellas, and Dino and Hernandez. And the whole thing is that uh, Dino offers, because Dino is who uh, Rosemary was trying to marry last time to get his virginal blood, but he got shot at the wedding, and it was amazing. And so anyway, so total camp 
they had some cool matches that they kind of like would you know transport to they had like you know, caleb versus chris saban and then there was like a women's tank match and then there was so there was some fun stuff with it but it was a lot of cheese a lot of camp and you could is thanksgiving night they're like we're not going to have anybody watching this so just put something out there let's have fun and they were it. right let's have fun they were Fuck right it. i thoroughly enjoyed it though so yeah then after that smackdown was up they went up from 2.064 to 2.149 interesting so almost, on black friday uh, that's okay yeah eighty thousand. yeah because then conversely uh aew got the rampage, rampage just got did popped not do in well. mouth. did not do well all, it's rampage, all time right? low yeah yeah lo- all time low for everything demographics everything um obviously they went from a 556 to a 431 Ooh, yeah he's bad well let's okay. see what they do for this this week here because uh, once again you know don't want to put too much stock in it other than of course impact definitely but i mean being around the holidays we'll see it's i mean pro- all the pro- w all the wwe homers should be like oh well wwe did fine on black friday blah 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 well it's on fox it is on fox and it's from seven to nine and it does surprise me that they went up like i thought they would you know still be black friday they still would be around the same or no they didn't go up a lot though right no, they went up of uh, eighty thousand. Okay, five percent, five six percent. I mean, I mean, damn near double what <laughs> Impact did. Period. It's true. It's true. It's true. Well, not pick on Impact. <laughs> I mean, it's well, kind of easy right it, now. It, it it is, and I guess, but but you know, if you're looking at that number alone, that doesn't tell the whole story. This this next this week, so tonight. Uh, Jonah makes his impact uh, TV debut. So, I'm excited for it. Yes, please. It's back to a regular show. Oh, it's taped. You know, they do, they did, it's still in the, it's still in uh, Vegas tapings. I think the Vegas tapings are going to take them through uh, Hard to Kill. Hard to Kill's in Dallas. And I think they're doing tapings around Hard to Kill in Dallas as well. Oh, cool. So, like that, I think that's kind of their plan is that they're going to basically go somewhere for pay-per-view and then make a long week out of it. So, or, or two weeks, have pay-per-view, then do a couple, several days of tapings so they can go for the next couple months and then have another pay-per-view, a couple days of tapings. Because after Dallas, I think they're back in Tennessee. I want to say Chattanooga, but it, it could be Nashville um, again. But anyway, that's kind of the impact's plan moving forward from what I can tell. That's cool. Um, there is some news out there out and about. So um, you gave numbers for the two AEW promotions. They do have two other things that they do. Dark and Dark Elevation. And good fun. You know, they're actually doing pretty well as far as YouTube shows goes. And that does count into like this broader picture of stuff. I know that some people don't like to think that it does, but it really does. I mean, when you're getting several yeah. hundred thousand or million views on things, that's a lot of ad buys, you know, and ad revenue is a thing on, on YouTube. So, um, 
and mostly and i enjoy watching them i don't you know sometimes i'll skip through a lot of stuff just kind of see who i want to see but this past week if you watched dark specifically there was a new wrestler who debuted somebody you did not know was coming and it was one mr infinito now this was a luchador kit what Infinito and beyond. Well, Justin Roberts' interest of him was fantastic. Because uh, it's like coming from a place that is uh, uh, so far above and beyond all galaxies or something of that nature, right? The infinite realm or whatever it was, weighing more than you could possibly imagine. <laughs> so good. Infinito. So he's a good, full lucha get up. So full suit luchador, black outfit with gold, you know, kind of outlines, and then had like a red infinity on his face, around his eyes and on his chest. Full luchador or whatever. The hugabaloo is that apparently that's Brian Danielson. This is very much a impact wrestling kind of rehash where Christopher Daniels was suicide or Christopher yeah. Daniels was curry man. Um, same death. Uh, the reason being why, why everybody believes it's, it is... Brian Danielson is when he's in the WWE, he flowed the idea. He really wanted to do a luchador character as like, kind of like a secondary thing. He really wanted to do some more luchador stuff, he, but it didn't fit his, it didn't fit the Brian, the Daniel Bryan character. So he's like, what if I do like a luchador thing? I can just kind of pop in here and there, house shows, stuff like that. Right. Shot him down. Right. So everybody's like, and you look at him, it's about the size of Brian Danielson. It looks like it could be, so... He looked a little smaller. It's, it's hard to tell because he's all black and, you know... I, That's fair. It's, it's really hard to tell, you know? So I was looking for, like, defining characteristics. All I know is that it is a white guy because his hands was the only thing showing. There's no gloves and his white hands. That's it. So... Maybe Brian Danielson has uh, two separate uh, uh, wrestling gimmicks. I think that's cool if it is. Yeah, that'd be different. Um, there was other news coming out of AEW. I know you wanted to talk about something uh, not as positive. Uh, I, I think I don't even I have think, to put it that way. I just thought about go ahead. Yeah. You you talk about it. Yeah. So um, news came out earlier this week that um aew and big swole have decided not to renew her contract it was a mutual decision and they they amicably uh, amic i can't even talk amicably they they, amicably thank you uh <laughs> parted ways. ways there you go yes it was not a firing it wasn't anything like you know old johnny sure. ace giving him a call anything like that so yeah i think in the long run i think that's that's probably good for swole um, because she wasn't really getting used at all, and like she had some stuff going on and things mm -hmm. like that, so I think it was a good move for her, um, where she's not necessarily tied down to AEW, and 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 I hope it works out for her. And you know, it's it's the beginning of what a lot of people are talking about that there's a lot of contracts getting ready to expire, um, and don't know if AEW is going to renew them or not. Yeah, there's there's a good amount of people who 
signed on when the company first started. So yep. she's one of them. It's been about three, three and a half years now, right? So you're getting to that point mm-hmm. where contracts are getting up or coming up close to it. We've talked a lot about this too. That, well, I don't like to use these these terminologies, but you know, the thinning of the herd or whatever stuff that a stuff that WWE has done. But you know, AEW is at a point where you know, you they can't just sign everybody, but you know, some of the people who maybe aren't getting the push they want or didn't quite work out or just extenuating circumstances, which I think Swole fits into perfectly. She's gone for a while with all of her health issues and everybody was yeah 100% behind her the whole time and everything but just didn't just didn't it just wasn't working out and you get to a point where booking wise you can't rest your laurels on that you know it's like you have other women and you, you want to move it forward you gotta do what you gotta do like Tay's getting the push that's why Ruby Soho hey Ruby Ruby's brought in um you know I think it's it's for the better, and it, it it was weird because it didn't give the inclination that she's retiring from wrestling, but also didn't no. give the inclination that she's just like I'm looking for another my next spot. You know, it's kind of a yeah. This chapter's done. Let's see where life takes me from here. Sort of thing is what it felt like. Yeah, it, it definitely didn't feel like Nia Jax. You know, her saying that. You know, she's probably not gonna wrestle again. You know, it wasn't like mm-hmm. that. Which didn't you know, really surprise me when I heard that. I know we're not talking it about. It didn't surprise me either because she even said like she even like made fun of everybody saying like you know her new ring name like she said her real name on there uh-huh. and then it was like and then she's like oh but the uh, the the uh, the hurt machine or something like that the uh, opponent hurt machine or whatever it was <laughs> uh, might have been a good name uh, but then she's like if I ever wrestle again that's that's probably right. what I'll do. Oh. And you know, so, yeah, I mean, there's the different sides of the coin. Well, there. She was fired, big swole left on her own accord, which I think for the good. most part. I mean, there was that there was a, was a Jimmy Havoc, that was kind of a bad situation as it came out, and there's yeah. substance involved, but everybody else has pretty much left AEW for the most part, has been pretty amicably. You know, like Kylie mm-hmm. Ray, uh, when she left AEW, it was very mutual, type sort of same sort of thing. She went and asked for her release, she says, This isn't what I was really looking for. Tony's like, Hey, that's cool, whatever, yo, you know, so it speaks, you know. Homers on both sides are going to be what they are going to be, but I think that just speaks a lot to character of Tony Khan as well as the production of of, the, of AEW. That it's like, hey, we can have this conversation, we can come up with a solution without being, you know, contract this and money that, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, excuse me, I am sorry. Pardon me there. Getting over cold, folks. So, <clears throat> all right. Um. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of other news out and about. Um, oh, if yeah. you wanted to, we, we talked about this on our interview uh, when we reviewed Journey Pro that over last or two weekends ago, uh, San Jose Anarchy had their last show, which uh, their, their, their most recent show, which had Jeremy Wyatt versus Gary J3. Uh, the no time limit, there must be a winner championship match where Gary J, spoiler, won the belt from the non-Lion Tamer doing Jeremy Wyatt. And uh, if you want to go watch that match, which I def- I, I haven't yet, but I'm definitely going to, it's on St. Louis Anarchy's YouTube. So 
hey, if you guys outside of the St. Louis, Kansas City, Midwest area want to see these people we keep talking about, here's a perfect example. Because by all counts, this was a, but I mean, both of their matches they had before. I wa- We saw one live. I watched the other one on Twitch when they had the had it, and yeah, these two just go. So go check mm-hmm. that out. They absolutely do. They do. Or, they do. They really before we do. get to dynamite, we do want to talk about this weekend. So we do have, like I said, multiple pay per views this weekend. We have a belt up for grabs because uh, uh, Megan the Tyrant currently holds the NXT title, and there is a War Games pay per view coming up this War Games. Sorry. So you're fine. No, I, I I expect it every time I say the word war games. War games. So we will have uh we'll we'll get our picks out there this weekend and then we'll we'll convene and we probably we're not gonna do another special just for war games on Tuesday, but War we'll Games give, We'll give you okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we we get the point uh but we will definitely uh let keep you guys abreast next thursday with who the winner it's gonna be this guy i'm gonna get a belt back i'm gonna get a belt under my name again who the winner of that belt is so jamie gets that he's only one belt away from being a grand slam champion i'm just saying you know and if and then he gets his logo but um the card is light because it's a war games pay-per-view so war games yes yes sir so there's two war games matches don't do this every time i say war games please go <laughs> uh, or do fuck it i don't care so all right you've got and the way this is being built is uh, team old school versus team new school for the men's war games match war games I'm not. I'm not kidding. That's how they're. That's how it's being booked. So you have Tommaso Ciampa, who's the NXT champion, Johnny Gargano, who's turning face again. By the way, is teased the whole Rebel Heart intro, which is cool. Oh. Um, Pete Dunne and LA Knight on one team, which we I am I can't all for. They consider LA Knight old school. Because, I mean, I know. that guy should be a main eventer. But he, he, well, he should. But if you're looking at this, you know, he's definitely, of, of the two, he's definitely, I mean, of the of the two teams, he definitely fits more into that one. Um, oh, 100%, 100%. So it's them going up against Braun Bracker, uh, Tony D, whatever the fuck that Italian gimmick is. Uh, Carmelo Hayes, and I don't even remember. I don't even know who this fourth guy is, and the website I'm looking at doesn't have this dude's name. So, some other new new dude. Uh, anyway, old school versus new school, right? So the yeah. women. Go ahead. No, I was like, all right. yeah, man. Yeah, uh, I got I, nothing. I got nothing, guys. I mean, you you've got DIY and LA Knight and Pete Dunne on a team. That that alone is cool. So yeah, fair uh, enough. Could be Johnny Gargano's last match in NXT, too. Maybe. I mean, Maybe. he extended his contract to go through War Games, but he's apparently been in talks with NXT and WWE about, you know, contracts. So Adam Cole was too, though. So we'll see. Uh, then yeah. the, the women's match, you have uh, Toxic Attraction, which is uh, all the champions on the women's side. Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane, and uh, Dakota Kai. 
versus Raquel Gonzalez, Io Shirai, Cora Jade, and Kaylee Ray. And what what match was this again? This is the women's war games match. War games, which is interesting from this point that last year's women's war games match had Dakota and war games. Raquel on opposite teams, where Raquel started her big push by getting the victory by decimating EO inside of the cage. So, anywho. I do remember that. I do remember that. That big one our powerbomb. That was amazing. In between the rings, too. It was yes, from the, the hardest part of the rings. From the second rope. It was sick. And yeah. I remember EO had gotten, because she got jumped before, so she climbed to the top of the outside of the cage with a trash can put on herself and then did a dive across them all from the top of the cage into the yeah, cage. Yeah, was awesome. Yeah. Love, I love you, EO. So, um, so that, those are the two. That, I mean, that's going to be the lion's share of your time, so you only have a couple of other matches besides that. You've got yeah. Cameron Grimes versus Duke Hudson in a hair versus hair match. Yep. I don't think he's going to the moon anymore. So, I love the fact that when we mentioned Cameron Grimes in our interview with Chris, he's like, and I loved him so much. And his, and I'm just like, saw Jamie's face turn. I'm like, ha ha ha. I'm not alone. You are alone. You, you, sir. That's fine. That's fine. Anywho, That's fine. my, my, how the gimmicks have, uh, have gone back. Then you have Roderick Strong defending the Cruiserweight Championship against Joe Gacy. Uh, Joe Gacy is that whole... Uh, the guy's getting all the heat a little bit ago for his promos about being the woke warrior or whatever. Um, yeah. You know, and I, I, honest to God, I actually do kind of like, from what I've seen of it, the, the Diamond Mine as it's kind of formed. This is doing the right thing with, with these you know new, new kids, right? So you've got Malvin... Uh, Malcolm Bivens is the mouthpiece. You've got the veteran Roderick Strong as your leader, and you've got this good young tag team and uh, Ivy Nile, who's just a little pit bull, you know, power woman, you know. So that's how, to me, this is the right way. Some of these other talents that I, I see come across in NXT, because I catch it from time to time, bits and pieces, right? I haven't totally abandoned NXT. I just don't really, you know, go out of my way to watch it anymore, but I'll catch it for a little bit here and there. If nothing else on, yeah, sure, right? Okay. Um, and so, like, stuff like, you know, the Italian guy, which they're forcing down our throat, or Braun Bracker, who out of nowhere is challenging for the championship. That's the wrong way, I think, to push some of these young unknowns, but I like the way they're doing Diamond Mind finally, kind of what they should have done the whole whole way. But anywho, I, get, I, I digress. So... Cruiserweight Championship, Joe Gacy, Roderick Strong. And then the only other match is the Tag Team Title Championship match, which is Imperium, the champions, versus Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. In what could be Kyle O'Reilly's final NXT match, potentially. Yeah. How about that? Like, the Undisputed Era could all end up in AEW. I really think it's going to happen, honestly. God. Johnny Gargano, I'm not so convinced with. I don't know if... A yeah. big part of me says that he's going to continue. He's going to resign. I really think that. I bet he does a. I will resign for the rest of my wife's contract, and you will not extend her, and we will both leave at the same time. That would make sense, but especially with her out on paternity leave right now, because 
You don't know the way WWE does their contracts, even with NXT stars. When you have ex- when you have injuries or things like that, or maternity, things like this, they basically consider that timeline a pause for your length of term. So if you're six years and you're out for six months, that six years is actually a six year and six month contract now. They basically yep. tack that missed time at the end. So to force you to stay longer without them having to renegotiate. Yeah, they have the ability to do that. Yeah, because they're independent contractors, they can do that. Exactly. So that is War Games. War Games. We will give you results and uh, potentially a new champion uh, next week. So that's on Sunday. It's staying in the house of the of the world order. It's well, going to stay in the you, you world sh- order. You should you should hope to get it to your to you, Jamie, because that's the quickest way for you guys to get to a single person with, as a grand slam, so you can get your logo. If you get that title, all you need to do is when Revolution comes around. If you get that, then you'd have the four belts. And that's the hardest one to get because Megan has dominated the. Megan AEW. has. I don't think Megan's. She, we tied once and I took it from her pending our third overtime tiebreaker, you know, for like a week. Yeah. That's the yeah. only time she lost an AEW pay-per-view since AEW's been around. We've been doing these picks personally before, you know, we, cause we always would get together at Jamie's house, my house, you know, whatever. Yeah. And we would do these kind of for fun on the side. And we, she, she's never lost an AEW one. That was the only time it came close. <laughs> so yeah we shall see but uh that's on sunday before that you have other good pay-per-view action going on so gcw actually has a saturday and a sunday show so they do their pay-per-views as weekends so they have saturday they have two nights sometimes three like, like for all out weekend they had three yep Plus, I think Effie's Big Gay Brunch is kind of tied into that, too. So they had, like, three in a day and the whole thing. But they have two nights going on in Texas for their next uh, pay-per-view shows. So uh, there's a lot going on. It's uh, available on Fight TV. So definitely worth checking out. It's in Dallas, I believe. Yeah. So it's called So Alive. Or alive, GCW alive. Not sure. Okay, but it's 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 on it, 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 it's it's on Fight TV. Go to GCW on Twitter. You see it. There's a lot of stuff going on. See so the Briscoes defending their their, their tag titles. Um, you have Everett Connors and his wife going up against the Second Gear Crew. Uh, Thunder Rosa going up against Alley Catch, and then you have. Fuego Del Sol is making his GCW debut. Joey Janela, one of your favorites, is going to be back there wrestling. Um, there's a ton of stuff going on. So definitely worth checking out. Uh, if you've never seen a GCW show, do yourself a favor. Order one of them or the package deal. Watch the replays. It's well worth your time. Absolutely. Big fan. Big, 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 big fan. Now, their next show is coming up on the 17th. So they don't have all their storylines tied into 
these shows. So it might actually be a little cheaper to do it. So like, for example, you have uh, Matt Cardona and Effie, their blood feuds continuing more on the 17th. You've also got uh, Blake, uh, what was it? Blake Christensen, what's he going by now? Yeah, Blake Christensen. Blake Christian. That's his real name. Blake Christian. Blake Christian. I don't actually keep him Christensen. Blake Christian. He's fighting against Bandito. Bandito. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, you've also got Fatih. you got Brody King making his uh, GCW return on the 17th. Uh, that's their show in LA. So the LA fights is basically going to take off after that so it's supposed to start in january la fights is the gcw kind of west coast branch so yep this is their show in la on the 17th and then after that the west coast show is going to be kind of put on by la fight so um lots of gc stuff coming on but there's two shows this weekend and then you got the 17th as well so finally this weekend there is this is probably the pay-per-view that I'm going to watch, honest to God. So, <laughs> excuse me. So, Saturday night is the next AAA pay-per-view. Triple Mania, Regia, 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 I don't know. Uh, Regia 2021. So, this has got a lot of large matches, let's put it that way. So, you've got multiple person matches six person tag match all sorts of stuff like that so you've got you've got a women's match that is a six person tag match uh you have because this lucha if you've never seen a a, a mexican promotion never seen triple a or mexican promotion there is a bit of campiness to it just in its nature so there's a marvel partnership match that they have like they do every time you're going to have Lucha Hulk, you'll have Lucha Iron Man, you'll have Lucha Thanos, whatever. Um, you're going to have some of that. You've got the two big matches that were announced previously are the Tag Championship match, which is still going on, which is FTR versus the Lucha Brothers. FTR is the current champions. Of course, they won them as Los Super Ranas on, in, on uh, Dynamite, but you have that going on. Yeah. Um, and then you have the uh um the, the, the mega championship match, which I'm gonna get to in a second because okay. they finalized That's what that. I yeah. They also have though uh six person tag match. It's uh Pagano, Psycho Clown, and Kane Velasquez versus LA Park, Rea Scorpion and Taurus, or Black Taurus is if you watch Impact. So, yeah, Kane Velasquez in AAA. Interesting, right? Yeah. Um, you also got Sam Adonis making his you know making an appearance there, and then they they recently updated for the main event because of it was supposed to be Hijo del Vikingo versus Kenny Omega. But Kenny Omega had to vacate the title due to his shoulder injury and everything, right? So they now have it as a six-person 
uh, match. I don't even know what you'd call that. You know, a six-pack six challenge, a, a six-pack challenge, what, whatever it is. Um, I, I apologize. It's a five-way challenge, so it's the Pentagon of Doom. I don't know, but ooh, you as have as Pentagon. Pentagon's in it. Not Pentagon, yeah. Um, he's in another match. So you've got He Heal Del Vikingo still in the match, right? Um, yeah. Samurai Del Sol, the former Kalisto, Jay Lethal, Bobby Fish, like we announced. The fifth combatant, Bandito. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. No yeah. Andrade. No Andrade on the card, no. But you we, know, Bandito's okay. I'm okay. I'm I'm happy for that. I think it'd be great to have Andrade. I think Andrade should have won the title at the last Triple Mania when he had one on one against Kenny Omega. But I agree. I'm happy with this. I think Bandito probably needs the booking more, <laughs> but I think it fits well because you look at this, I mean you've got a, you've got a lot of flippy spinning shit going on in this match. Even with, oh. you know, Bobby Fish is not so much the flippy spinny guy. Jay Lethal, maybe not as much as he used to be, but they can do it. Hey, how about Viking, Vikingo, Samurai Del Sol definitely are. Bandito fits, like, right in the middle of all that. So it's a good mix of style. And these five, this match is going to be a fucking banger. I'm just saying right now. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. So. We'll have a fair share of botches, probably, but you know what? It's still going to be a banger. I, there's always some botching going on in Triple Mania because I mean, there's there, there's like like lucha rules. There's no no such things as like one at a time on anything. So you, without a doubt, you'll have some botches, but it'll be interesting to see. So that's going on, um, and uh, this Saturday. I said, I'm gonna check that one out. That one's that one's for me. It's only twenty bucks on Fight TV. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. So Yeah. Sorry, man. That's what we that's what we got for this week and coming up here. Uh let's talk about what has already transpired. Last night was dynamite, Jamie. Yeah, it was. And it was a pretty solid show. Um, did I, do I think it was like one of their best ever? No. no. Do I think it was one of their worst ever? Definitely no. Not. It was more middle of the road. It was a standard um, show, I would say, is a good way. Yeah. To... Yeah, because, I mean, they, they're setting up everything for Winter is Coming. Nice Game of Thrones reference there. So, you know me with my Game of Thrones references. Well, it's going to happen. So. Second year in a row, Appreciate they're using it. that moniker, too. So. Yeah, and the last one, Sting showed up. So, and it's where Kenny Omega won the belt. Yeah, something's gonna happen. <laughs> I don't think. I, I hope it's not you know Brian Danielson winning the belt off a of Hangman so damn fast. I'd be I I will be pissed. You will not be alone, but I can see it uh, happening. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about winners coming at the end here. Let's 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 leave our fancy booking. Side because all right so they open up with a match um they did have adam hangman page on commentary for this match and he didn't exactly do a whole lot of commentary but he was there um he was mainly there for the aftermath of said match um alan angels versus brian danielson 
And if you are an idiot and thought Allen Angels won, would win, <laughs> you are sorely incorrect. Mm. Uh, it was Brian Danielson um, with a awesome heel hook. It looks great. Like it, he Another is different way to win. Yeah, tons of submissions. He's done a whole bunch of different submissions. He needs to do a goddamn lion tamer. Why don't you tweet his ass and tell him that? He's not very much on the Twitters. I could tweet at his wife. It's like, hey, why you you can't do one, so have your have your husband do it. Or tell Birdie to tell him. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to make it happen. Sure, Jamie. Sure. Yeah, exactly. I know. Um anyway, so this match, I mean, it was a really good match. Alan Angels actually did he looked great. I enjoyed this match. It was very it was technically sound. It had a lot of good pieces, good pace, good everything. It was a solid match. It was a good match. It was it was entertaining. It wasn't terribly long. Like you said, and, and JR was JR is out to possibly the homecoming, the, the Jacksonville show, because he's again skin cancer treatment. So they had a rotating door of guest commentators all night. Yeah, the the main the main ones were just Excalibur and Tony Schiavone. Uh, mm-hmm. They had Taz in there. They have Taz later. Um, you know, they just had just a, a rotation. So good, good point out there. Um, so before we get into the promos, I do want to run through the rest of the card. Yeah, just I just wanted to really kind of, yeah. So Lee Moriarty versus CM Punk, and Lee Moriarty lost. Um, so CM Punk won that one. Big shocker. AC Adams versus Warlow in the worst squash match Adams. of the century. Local talent, uh, AC Adams. <laughs> yeah, Brooklyn Brawler 36. Um, yeah, so Wardlow got the win there. The Gun Club, or Ass Boys, if you will, uh, with Austin Gunn. So it was um, Colton and uh, Billy, Billy versus Darby and Sting. Darby and Sting, of course, of course, get the win there. Colton's first uh, loss in AEW, which is still an interesting thing to say at this point in time. Hundred percent, like no one, I didn't see that one coming whatsoever. Um, and arguably the match of the night. Oh, I'd, 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 I'd argue for this a lot, and we'll talk about it more in depth in a second. I mean, and it's not a hard argument in my opinion. That's where really I was definitely go with it. Again. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. I said the last one. You were on the other end of this, I was, but I, I was said last one. I was a little bit off, but yeah. Yeah. I said the last week women's match was match of the week. And this one, again, match of the night. Uh, Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho uh, for the, hey, the quarterfinals. Advanced to go see uh, Nyla Rose in the semifinals. Right. And yes, Ruby Soho did win, and she has advanced. Ooh. It was very very good um and then the main event which was a really good match too i enjoyed the hell out of this match a I lot more than i was a, expecting a lot more yeah, exactly exactly more than i was expecting to um andrade el idolo with jose the assistant and cody rose with arn anderson who took a nasty spill and almost fell bad but they're able to he save him the stage he fell off the, yeah. the entry stage <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but this match was amazing. Cody Rhodes ends up getting a win in his hometown of Atlanta, Georgia, to a spattering of boo. Atlanta street fight. So once again, we're doing street fights based on cities. 
because that's the thing now apparently it's just like it's just, i guess so. you can't just call it a street fight it's got to be a, a a x location insert location yeah street fight so what, what does so what does an atlanta street fight have it was, Did just, a, it was just a street fight there wasn't like at least minnesota's the like, minneapolis street fight was at least themed you know yeah. to give you the feigning I mean, of whatever i was expecting to see peaches being thrown I was expecting to see some Chick-fil-A getting thrown around. You know, like, that's what I think of Coke. I expected some Coke bottles getting thrown around. But no, it was just a, a street stupid a super street fight with, with a table that was lit on fire that they went through. And, and, and it looked like freaking Cody Rhodes had a bad sunburn. And it was peeling off his back, but it ended up being flavored card. So we'll start with this one then. So Yeah, I want to start with this one because it was so good. So you're right. So the match started off hot and heavy. Arn falls off the stage. Look, he lands like right on like the, the, the substructure there, but it was like, Jesus Christ, Arn. Um, and they just got going at it. Jose brought a bag full of like knives and axes and shit, which is like, okay, we're going down this route, huh? Um, yeah. I mean, they started off strong, heavy, went through the, went through the crowd. It, 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 was all the, it was all the street fair stuff you want to see, right? So there's a good spot. You had all this crazy stuff, you know, chain being used and trash can lids and chairs and this and that. And, and you know, and then it, it gets to the end. And you're right, though. The, the whole time you're looking there, and it's like, Jesus Christ. And even the even Taz says, something, well, he got stuff on his back. And, you know, Excalibur uh, is like, well, he got something from the trash can that he threw. He got all on him. Because he had his entire back was like peeling from a sunburn. And you're like, my God, Cody, really? And then you realize, because here comes a masked person. It's Brandy Rhodes. A masked person comes out, you know, the hood on, takes the hood off. Brandy Rose. Everybody knew it was her. She has two yeah. cans of lighter fluid. There's a table already set up in the ring. She empties both cans. Takes an extremely long time to do it, too. Mm-hmm. And then lights mm -hmm. it on fire, and then immediately you're like, oh, that's the anti-fire retardant that he had on him, which is all gone now because of all the shots that these two were doing on each other the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he sweat it off, for sure. Well, he does this like reverse DDT thing. Well, he landed through it and not Andrade. And he caught on fire, literally. Now, I don't mean like Abyss, you know, Monster's Ball on fire, on fire. But a part of him, part of the table, because basically it sat there and burned for a bit. So the so folding table is like a particle board with like a veneer on the top. So she had put yeah. the amount of lighter fluid she put on there basically had lit the the veneer and separated it from the particle board. So when he landed, those burning pieces of like plasticky wood with glue, one of them got stuck to his arm and he rolled over to make the pen while his arm is burning and part of it falls on Andrade and he's putting himself out. <laughs> it was very and he gets to win, but it was I mean, I, I, this, so I like this movie. I, I, this, I this movie, like Jesus, Jamie. I like this match, but the thing that got me about this match was they are legit in Atlanta, Georgia, Cody Rhodes, hometown. Mm -hmm. And it was not 50 50. 
it was an easy 75-25 of booze to cheers for Cody Rhodes. I mean, what they were doing, and here's the part that I really that really stuck out to me with that is first of all, there was all sorts of signs. Like there was a sign at ringside that said turn Cody turn. I like that. But they did the John Cena thing. You all were saying Code Lander. I'm saying AEW's John Cena. They did the John Cena thing to him. Let's go, Cody. Cody sucks. Let's go, Cody. Yes. Cody sucks. And that was pretty close to 50 50. Uh, maybe 60 40 at, at most. But yeah. you're right. And of course, Twitter immediately took a blaze. You know, I did there oh, after yeah, it was yeah. done uh, with, with all the things about. It's like you're so desperate trying to put yourself over. You have to do things like like use a a flaming table spot, Cody. It's like just accept being heel. Yeah, just accept your destiny. It's really not that bad. And if you do it the way like you, Jamie's been suggesting, it doesn't really change anything for your character, really. Exactly. Like if you go the code lander route, you think you're good. You think you're doing everything for the right reasons, but it's wrong. And in your mind, you're doing everything right because you're a sociopath and he can tap into that and still say he's not a heel to his kids because I know that's the big thing for him. But he really is. And that's the big part. Yeah. It doesn't matter if the kids, but also like he's, he's like the face and there's all, this, all these, you know, charity things and all that stuff. You can still do all that. Yeah. That outside of the ring, that doesn't matter. And in the ring, you believe you're the good guy and outside the ring, you're still the face of the company. Who cares? Right? Nobody at charity thing is going to be like, Oh, but you're a dick. Fuck you. You know, at the yeah, cancer yeah. ward. No. It's Everybody be- knows you're playing a part. Everybody a knows role. you're playing a part. It's a goddamn role. Ric Flair was the best at that because Ric Flair was the heelest of heels and got praised everywhere he went. He'd do other yeah. appearances and people would love him and he'd do this and he'd do that. And he's the dirtiest player in the game, right? It's a role. It's not... A, like... I'm getting to the point where like, I was just like, no, nah, it's not going to do it. Just get over it. But I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to get annoyed by, like you are. That's just like, just just do it. Who cares? Who really gives a fuck at this point, right? Yeah, just just get her you're done. You're not going to get more over trying to force me that you're the, you're the baby face anymore. Go with it. Go with it. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, too, when he turns heel, you know what he's going to get instead of booze? Cheers. Because people want it. People want it. And one of the things that AEW promises that they were going to listen to their fans. And their fans are saying, you need to be a goddamn heel. Like, I want a, a lion tamer. You need to be a heel. It well, makes sense. They listen to their fans on everything except for Cody's bit. Cody doesn't, Cody's not listening to the fan. He's just going, no, 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 no. I know better than you do. Whereas yeah. everybody else, I mean, they, they roll with the punches. They go with how it goes. And it, I mean, the, the, program, the Bucks listen. The Bucks listen to the fans, and they easily turn heels. Like, yeah, let's go, let's go. And let's people, I love them as heels. They're probably my favorite heels because they're so over the top obnoxious about it. Uh, yeah, they're they're the heeliest of heels, you know, in like like in the Deadpool fourth wall breaking sense. You're not wrong. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. 
I don't know what's going to take for him to finally get convinced to come over there. It's going to have to take many kind of sit downs with TK, I think, for him to, and Tony to be like, listen, you need to do this. Trust me. You know, I think yeah, tr- trust the fans. The fans want this. They don't like you don't like getting booed. Well, then, you know, either shift to be the person who takes those boos or listen to them and do what do what we tell you because yeah the, like have you watched heels on stars i haven't i haven't i yet. watched it i enjoyed it actually i know some people didn't enjoy it i thought it was fairly funny and it was it was, it was enjoyable for me and i might be the minority for that it got picked up for a second season so i must not have been but whatever um there is this one of the main characters that was his whole thing he didn't want to be turned heel because he loved the cheers he loved it but then when people started booing him he it just it ate him up inside and turned into this like terrible person and like they forced him to turn heel like his brother and everybody like basically forced him to turn yeah. heel and then he finally accepted his destiny as a heel and he ended up being a really good heel and like i mean also he terrible human being at some, some extent because <laughs> it's a tv show but you know the same same thing like they they did everything to do that and, and to get him to turn heel and i feel like they That's, might just need to do that to this, set it up i mean i thought they were doing that with arn anderson that was the whole arn gimmick you know with the glock with the yeah. and all that shit and they quickly pivoted out of that i don't Which know was sad yeah you guys let us know what your thoughts are. I mean, because it's, it's, to me, it's obvious that it's, it's Cody holding this storyline from going anywhere else. Yeah. Very blatantly obvious, especially after watching him on Roads to the Top. Yeah. Just get over yourself, Cody. Other things on the show here. Um, I want to save Ruby here, but uh, first match, I like I said, was pretty good. The uh, Lee Moriarty match probably that actually was his Lee Moriarty looked great, and I don't see Punk put him over quite a bit in that match, but he, he did. looked really good. So good on that guy's being that guy. That guy's gonna be good in like three or four years, like really. Good. Yeah, he's just cutting his teeth now. He's is he there he's not, a little early? Not, yeah, he, but well, he's like six years in. He's not super green, but. He's yeah. done a lot of like small promotions. So a lot of yeah. traveling small stuff. So yeah, you get the big rhythm. Yeah. Um I mean that was that was good. Um give me a MJF I, promo words of wisdom. The MJF words. promo was fun. It, it and, was not as good as the first one, but it was definitely pretty yeah, damn good. It wasn't. It was it was Ghostbusters too, you know, it was Yeah. I mean, the highlight of, of, of that promo for me was MJF wearing a Hanukkah suit. Like, that was really <laughs> great for me. Um, I, I'm not Jewish or anything. I just love the suit. Um, and I love that he's, it was, he's it not was like a tipsy elf suit. So it was like the all over Hanukkah print. It was, it was nice. It didn't go with the scarf at all. So I, no. I, I'm, I'm, I hope, I, I can't wait. I kind of want, when they're in Long Island next week, I kind of want him to actually get cheered. I do too. He's like, been, it's weird. He's, everywhere he goes, he's been selling the Long Island show. That's his home. He's from Long Island. So he keeps saying about that. And I kind of want a payoff of like a Long Island crowd that is actually mostly behind him. So that it 
I think that it, that would booster this this just the biggest heel persona even more because it's like oh he actually has a place that you know mm-hmm. and and he's a part of, of a battle royal next week and I don't is it just like the same Survivor Series battle royal it's just meaningless or like does it actually have anything this is for the so the final two left in the battle royal. I think the next week at Winter is Coming, uh, wrestle for the diamond ring, the dynamite diamond ring. That's the point of the battle royal. Oh, it's for the diamond ring again? Yes, the final two. And that's the weird, that's probably I don't really understand. So the battle royal, and then when they get two people left. The next week, they wrestle in a match for and the winner gets the ring. The ring's now an annual thing. Which he's the two-time defending champion. Two-time defending champion, yes. I'll put money on that he's, he becomes three-time because like the ring suits him. The ring is a part of his character for sure. I don't know who I mean, unless they have Wardlow win. Unless they have Wardlow win it. I would love to see Wardlow win it. I would love to see oh. Wardlow eliminate MJF. Same. So he's part of the final two against whoever else, right? Or or Wardlow and MJF are the final two. That would be interesting. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Never mind. I don't want that. I don't want that. I want that saved because that is a long term payoff. That's a big that that payoff that I want to see. Yeah. I mean, Wardlow's got to do more than just four power bombs and a pin. You know, that's what he did in the match. The match against local talent was four power bombs and a pin. It was terrible. Like it was, it was, I was fine. It was not a good match. It was just like, okay, we get it. Wardlow's big <laughs> and strong. That's that's what I got out. Of it. Okay, got it. Here's your TV time. Don't make it too long. So one of the things that I really, really, really liked, and f- probably for all the wrong reasons, was the Miro video package. It's interesting because it wasn't, it was a video package, but it was still a promo against God, but wasn't him like kind of in the back stewing. It's him on like a big white screen. Yeah, like he's surrounded by light. And, you know, he's he's outside the pearly gates, I think was the implication, right? You know? Yeah, he's going to run down as God, you know, before he issues a challenge anybody else. It's like, you know, he, He's like, you've you've pissed me off. You've forsaken me again. And he goes off on that. And he's like, first, you know, I thought it was my fault, but I found out that you're an idiot, God, or something like that. Yeah, it was he's so he's feuding harder with God now, which. And I love how he says my God and not just God, God, because then it's a play on him and not sure, anybody else. Sure. It's very, very, very well done. Yeah, and I'm just eating it up like like it's just I love it. pudding. I yeah. love this. And he's he's got he's got a new tagline now. The Redeemer has spoken, you know. So that's gonna be yes. a T-shirt coming soon. Um, if if it's not yeah, black, I'm a buy, I'm a buyer. Like I'm just it's gonna be black. black. It's gonna be black. Yeah, I know. You're you're hundred percent right. Right. And then there's a bunch of little promos here and there. You know, Leo Rush had a promo, whatever. They're all going to be in the Battle Royal. And Dante Martin's part of Team Taz. Yay. Uh, Jericho had a promo where he gets jumped by 2.0 and uh, Daniel Garcia. So that's the thing. Um, yeah. You know, Adam Cole came out for commentary and then didn't do commentary because Orange Cassidy came out. And then yeah. the Bucks jump him. And 
got the feud now, I guess. So I don't want that because I want Jungle Boy and Adam Cole to continue. Because yes, they've had their match, but yes. I still want it to continue. I think that's better. I mean, I like Orange Cassidy versus Adam Cole. I think you want to have that at some point, right? Yeah, just not right now. I feel like again, feels like it's rushed. It does, you know, but then again, that might be something with maybe they have different placement for Jungle Boy, so maybe they need to pop something else in there. I I feel like they're doing a lot of holders for Adam Cole until he gets more pieces, i.e. either Kevin Steen or Kyle O'Reilly, you know. Well, and, and with Omega being out with an injury right now, I think that's pushing off the whole elite split angle as yeah. well. I, I agree. Everybody that. agrees that that's going to happen one day. So I, I think this is what I think, and this is Jamie Fancy booking again, like I love to do. Um, I really think that they did this Orange Cassidy thing with um, Adam Cole because in two weeks there should be potentially one or two people that have their contracts expired. So that. Would be to, available to back be to there. winter is coming. We talked about yeah. you, something big is going to happen. So this is this, so, this, this is what you're getting at. You're talking about a surprise. In, uh, so it gets him appearance. in a match. Yeah, it gets it gets Adam Cole in a match for a Kyle O'Reilly or potentially a Johnny Gargano to 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 show up. Okay. Okay. Somebody okay. from his past, and then it, it could either be a good thing or a bad thing. Like if if. Uh, this Gargano comes out to help Orange, and if it's O'Reilly, comes out to help Cole, or they they have a stare down not, like or, like they're yeah. gonna do a thing, and then and then here comes Bobby Fish, and they're all in the middle together, and they do a big old hug, yeah, a big old hug, right? And, and then it creates some animosity between them, uh, between Cole and the Bucks, you know. Right. So then we kind of get the dissension pieces, or they just grow the elite a little bit. Then when when well, Omega they, well, comes, then, so they, they the kind of like point. have this uneasy alliance, and then when Steen comes in next year, then yeah. you can have the split Sans Kenny because you can have yes. Steen go with the Bucks against the Undisputeds. Yeah, I like that actually a lot. <laughs> You're welcome. And it keeps. Them I have, all out I have of, a mind and, for wrestling, and it keeps them all out of title hunts too. So you can have this is how you can have good feuds without having everybody in the title. Just say. You know, there's a company yeah. that based out of Connecticut that could take notes, and maybe you could do something. So, hey, hey, we we know what we're doing. Sure we you. got scantily sure clad women in NXT now. That's what <laughs> all the young people want. You know, you you remember, you remember you remember that hit row thing? We didn't get them, so we just got rid of them. Fuck them, because they just that's not what the young people want. They don't want hip hop music. They want scantily clad women who have never wrestled a day in their life before they showed up here. So they're not really that good at wrestling. That's what, that's what the people. Well, want. I disagree with you, Bruce, because match of the night for dynamite was to not scantily clad women who knocked it out of the fucking park. Exactly. And I'm glad you went with me because that's exactly where uh, I was leading up. I'm so proud on, of you. Man, what you, you think I'm, I'm not a simpleton. We've been doing this. We've been doing this for almost a year now, Jamie. I can get this. I, I, it took us a while to figure out how to record everything properly. I probably still am not doing it right. But uh, whatever, you know. I can take I can take a segue. So Ruby Soho, hey Ruby, and uh 
Chris Statlander. The crowd was behind them. Boop. Yes, the crowd was behind them, and I'm so happy. This was this was definitely a match of the night by far. And this coming with last week's match. I mean, two matches. Come on, two women's matches. Let's 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 get, let's get it going because I think I think it's going to happen when they move to TBS. I think so because then they'll have once again like we talked about they'll have two different silos. They have the women's championship. You'll have the TBS title, so you can put women in different feuds and. Yes, it's gonna be good. So um it's be beautiful. This match though, oh my god, it had everything I wanted. Chris Stantlander looked phenomenal as usual. Ruby Soho is the same Ruby Soho that we all have known and loved that WWE had no fucking clue what to do with her just no because idea. she had a few tattoos. My God. <laughs> um, you know, Wait. and I mean, it starts off like it starts off like a very good like catch match almost. You know, they're going, yeah. right, You know, and they, the, the pacing was was stellar. They went through a commercial break, but they held the pacing in a fantastic way to go through it. So it started off very catch back and forth, coyness. Both of them held back on a big shot they could have taken. You know, because they're both face. So. Yeah. Yep, and and then it got picked up a little bit, and then there was a little bit of you know Statlander, and then Ruby Volley back and forth during the commercial break, and then came back, and it was just like high pace reversals, action, reversal, action, very well organized paced match. Whoever produced it, whatever. So if that was solely on the two women, or if anybody else was involved with it, they did a fantastic job because, like I said, it went along. Um, and Ruby had some big shots at the end, and Chris kept countering, and then Chris pulled in a few big shots there. Is that um, powerbomb? Powerbomb was nice. It was, uh, it was almost like a spin, it was almost a liger bomb, like a one arm liger, almost. Almost, yeah. And my favorite was like when she did the poison rana or the spike, the reverse yeah, spike. She was setting her up for something because she picked her up by one arm. Uh, Statlander did. I was gonna go go to the go to the go to the corner and throw her or whatever, but Ruby kind of blocked it and finagled, and then converted that to fall backwards, to fall over the back of Statlander into a poison Rana, and followed it up with a uh, a short throw uh, off the ropes, Hurricane Rana. Yeah, which it was, was beautiful. A great combo. It, this match, like, it deserves a rewatch from me just because it was poetry again. Like, I love, I love making the comparison sometimes that wrestling is art, mm-hmm. you know, like, because it tells a great story, right? And this match did that because he had two faces. They did a really good job of keeping face, and no one really did, you know, the, the heel no of the night. No type harm crap. on anybody. And both of them came out looking strong, especially when Nyla Rose came out at the very end, you know, and um, got Ruby after uh, Vicky. Excuse me! Um, distracted Chris Statlander. Excuse me, very, very cool. Statlander. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was good. So, like, there's a lot of great things that happen with this match. And, again, like... AEW's women's division is getting so much better. It's getting so close. It's so close. Losing Swole kind of hurts it in in the depth department, but it was one of those things that they could afford because she has some stuff going on again. She hasn't been out there for a while, really. You know, she's a little feud with uh, Diamante, but even that's gone cold, and so... Yeah, and they got a lot of young talent, you know? I mean, they got Sky Blue. 
They they have uh, re- uh, Vel- Red Velvet. They have a lot of these young, really strong women that Jade are out Cargill there, and they have that. Jade yeah. Cargill. Jesus, is it just me or literally every match has she gotten like ten percent better she, every single match consistently? She she's she's getting consistently better, and that's gonna happen. She's only been wrestling for like two and a half years, and or maybe two, maybe yeah. two and a half years now. So you know, she is. Plus, she goes an ab. She goes an ab every other month. So, I mean, you know, that always helps. But <laughs> yeah, she is more shredded than Julian Salad, man. Yeah, That's all there is, to. is. So, so we're down to four for the for the TBS title, and the the championship, the winner, will be decided on the inaugural TBS uh, um, Dynamite. So, the four that are left are Thunder Rosa and Jade Cargill, Nyla Rose, Ruby Soho. Yep. I'm sticking with my prediction of Ruby. I think it's going to be Ruby. I think it's going to Ruby over Jade. Although I really, 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 really want to see Ruby Thunder Rosa final. I really do. Yeah, because it'd be Ruby Rosa too. No, they've never. They well, had they, the moment. They had the moment at the end of the uh, the end of the the battle royal, but that wasn't yep. an actual match. It wasn't like it wasn't like the type of battle royal where you get to two and then you wrestle. It was still yeah. part of the battle royal, so they haven't fought yet. But I think it's—I don't think it's going to be so cut and dry. I kind of hope it is because I think that'd be a better match. But well, because think- they because of the because of the Riho thing, I it could be this now since Riho got her title shot. Well, but she's getting her title shot at Winter Is Coming. Yeah, so that's in two weeks, and it's going to be in two weeks after. So. I don't know when these um, semifinal matches are happening. They didn't announce one for next week's Dynamite yet. I think one might be on Winners Coming. Maybe both of them on Winners. Co- no, they're not going to have three women's matches on Winners Coming. No, um, they're, they're going to have one then, and I think they're going to have one on Rampage. I thought they announced it. I could have swear they announced. I, I did the not. I didn't see more. them announce it. I know they announced that Rampage this week has Jade Cargill versus um, Jade Denial. No, not Jay Denial. Um, it's one of uh, Thunder Rosa's uh, Mission Pro girls, one of her protégés. Um, yeah, I can't think of her name. Ah, I apologize, I can't remember her name. But and, but she, and then Thunder Rosa is going to be on commentary, so there's that. So it wh- whatever, it's going to be some semblance in the next few weeks here. So Riho is getting her shot at at uh, Brit on Winter is Coming. And after that, I think the Riho angle's done with Brit. You know, I think that was just a filler anyway to get to Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. So it could be Ruby and Rosa. My my whole argument, no matter what, is I don't think Rosa's going to win this title because she's going to move into feud with Brit, culminating at Revolution. That's my thought. No, I I agree, but I think. So this is this is why I think, especially after the promo stuff that happened between Hater and Brit today or uh-huh. last night, that so they are going to have Thunder Rosa win. I really believe Thunder Rosa is going to win. No, she's going to lose in the finals to Ruby. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm Team Ruby. Jade. Yes. Okay. I I really believe that's the case. Um, 
so Jay Cargill will lose, and I think they'll have the final there. And then this is where Thunder Rosa gets screwed over by Britt, so she doesn't get a title. Okay, okay. And then that sets up the feud for revolution between Thunder Rosa and Britt. So we get Britt Rosa three. And that's how they, you're saying that's how they're going to move into it, where I was thinking it'd be just a little bit more organic, sort of, because they already have the built-in hate. And, mm-hmm. you know, to give the, because my, my, my view on that is you don't need to do that to get that heat. The heat is already there between the two of them, both, you know, just in a natural sense and also through the story as you keep going, because they, they constantly throw a little shade at each other all the time, mm. you know, in their promos, um, in kayfabe, you know, uh, yeah. but you know, so I don't, I don't think you need to make the heat for that. It's there. And but if they cost her a title, then it's going to kick it up a notch well, it, to it, a level that it hasn't it, been to. It does. But then again, when is revolution? Is that in February? Mar- March. So then you're but, still, you're still two months out. That's that to me is a little bit too soon of a burn. To go with because if you if you, if you if you have it go in to have that big of a heat at January one, you've got x number x number of days and yet two months till you get to the next pay per view, which is where I think where where we believe they want to do this at right. Mm-hmm. So either you could do the thing of you know like where you have she gets a shot and then it gets taken away from her and then you can build it back up so that by the time you get to Revolution you can drop the belt or this is my thought here. You want to give the belts a clean first win. This is the inaugural. So having it having it win dirty or having it win with anything with interference or sort of anything involved in it might diminish the perception in my book, you know, is like you'd rather have it be a clean win. So if it's if it is Rosa and Ruby, let's say, nobody gets involved. And whoever wins wins it clean, so they have it, you know, to start clean. That's that's my only other consideration. The my okay, then counterpoint to that is for Rosa because she is so high up there. Mm-hmm. She cannot lose clean. That's just the thing. She cannot lose clean because how could she lose to Ruby then all of a sudden just turn her eyes to Brit? You know what I mean? Like it, there has to be something there in order to because rankings matter. And if she loses to Ruby, which, you know, you're not saying that as a slight to Ruby because she could lose yes. to you know, wrestling wise. The two are probably on equal footing, you know, ish, you know, but yeah. Yeah, I'm with you because rankings matter in AEW. So if she loses, even though it's the finals, she has that loss and she'd have to it would have to be reflected in her ranking so how could she jump to the front of the line i hear you well that's yeah well that's why i believe see i want to see ruby ruby rosa but that's why i think that i think when it comes down to cargill and rosa that you know that jade will win and maybe that's by dirtiness from jamie Hayter or Britt Baker or whatever you know mm-hmm. i don't know we don't know these matches are happening either. So they could it, it could be next week on Rampage. It could be I mean we got we got several weeks. They they're trying to space them out somewhat because like once again the finals are the first show in January. 
So yeah. we've got a whole month to get there. And there's two matches to build up before that. So we'll yeah, I, 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 I just think that in order to make sure Rosa still looks strong, she has to lose dirty. She okay. cannot lose clean. And it has to be done to buy one of Brit's cronies or Brit herself in order to cost her that, in order to create, to rekindle that feud. Mm -hmm. Because the seed was dropped again by Jamie Hayter that, you know, hey, you lost a match um, and it was your defining moment match. You mm -hmm. know, and like, we're not talking about the past, you know, like talking about how she right. lost her. Like, there it is. It's planted that seed again. That is the next feud, and that's the feud everybody wants to see. And I don't want to see it in Labor Day. I want to see it in March. Right, but and I'm just—I just think though, because even if you have her lose clean, you still got two months to get her to the point. And and like I said, because because the heat exists organically with that, you can start mm -hmm. them fresh and build it up quickly enough where it makes sense that she gets the opportunity. We'll see. We'll see how they do it. So, um, that was Dynamite. Like I said, there's a lot going on this weekend. Uh, we will be back on Thursday. Give you guys uh, the results of our NXT War Games. Oh, you didn't? War Games! You're slipping on me there, Jamie. Uh, oh, no. no. Uh, Pay-per-view pay pick results. See who got our little toy belt. Uh, also, give you updated on GCW. Um uh, Triple A, Triple A is going to be amazing. I just know it. As well as uh, what's going on, is impact elsewhere around. Keep an eye out, like we said, for Journey Pro KC information tickets. We believe are going on sale next week. Should be going on yes. sale on Monday. Uh, but at the time it's recording, they have not announced officially when tickets are going on sale. But that could change depending on what's what's out there by the time this is released so keep an eye out um yeah that's what we got so we'll be back next thursday talk about dynamite uh and everything else that's going on jamie do you have anything else no no thank you for your time uh don't forget to find out the uh, safe word that the subscribe button is using and definitely yeah definitely smash smash that like button or tickle it if you don't want to smash it. You can tickle it. It's fine. Tickle it just, just a, a little, little bit. bit. All right, guys. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We will catch you next week. Jamie, take us home. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not down to Total Spot Fest, I only have one word. It's two words, but it's combined into one this time. I verified it on the internet. <laughs> War Games! <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace.